Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> it's gonna be really emotional. There is no loss for being honest. The real work of life is the work that we do inside ourselves. The responsibility we feel towards the world, like questioning, challenging, say something. Raw and vulnerable and open conversation. That was the best part. I'm scared of the friendship. Taking a breath. Just talk. Shame and guilt. Vulnerabilities. <laughs> that was about to be What does it really mean to be friends? We trust the real work that we do is overcoming our insecurities every day and learning how to love more. It has examples of the change we want to see in the world. Just talk. taking a breath. So if we just take a breath. Well, my face is on fire from the doctors. <laughs> To have healthier relationships with women, they need healthier relationships with other men. The real work of life is the work that we do inside ourselves. So I'm in an open relationship with my husband, and my husband and I sold our house ten months ago. We have twins that are four years old, we travel around the world, and this is my boyfriend. Hi! <laughs> Hi, welcome to Amory, where it's our intention to bring more love into this world, one vulnerable conversation at a time. I am really excited to share this podcast with you. The reason is that it launches a whole new concept of conversations that we're going to be bringing to this world, and that's with our community. It's you. I am excited that this first conversation was with one of our then followers, now friends, really, who got introduced to Amory, probably just like you did, followed us along, reached out, and then we started a series of conversations. Her name is Aurora Boyd, and on Instagram, her handle is The Evolutionary Feminist. Now, she and I just resonated together, and I think you'll hear that in this conversation. We are really all over the spectrum. We start with our conversation talking about what it's like to be a woman in this world and where I think we both get kind of vulnerable in how we experience other women. I know I did. Um, I loved the way that she talked about her own polyamorous experiences. Um, she's got a great sense of humor. She describes uh, what the experience was like and then what she learned from it and what her probably higher self now would have done. So if you're just starting out down your polyamorous journey, she's probably got the words that you could use if you were curious. So this conversation was amazing. Not only did it really develop a friendship for me with her, but it also gave us the idea to interview our community. So without further ado, please enjoy this conversation with The Evolutionary Feminist. Just a quick message before you begin this podcast. We are really excited to share this format, which is interviewing our community. And that's you. So if while you're listening to this, you can imagine sharing your story, either on a podcast or allowing us to share part of your, your own polyamorous story on one of our Instagram posts, whether or not you are thinking about polyamory, you've been practicing for a year or two, or you've spent decades practicing polyamory, we really want to make Amory a, a bigger community conversation. Easy to do that, just go to our website at amorypodcast.com and you'll see a few different ways. You can click on the love survey portion or podcast application. So very easy to do. We can't wait to hear from you and thank you again for listening. I hope you enjoy this conversation. So hi, Aurora. Thank you for this call. <laughs> thank you for connecting. We are, we are social distancing quite well. Oh, yes. Being on different continents and all. Of miles, yes. <laughs> so thank you so much for this. I'm going to call it an interview because I will probably be asking you a lot of questions, but feel free to ask me questions as well. Uh, just to set it up for our listeners, uh, Aurora and I connected on Instagram. Actually, I think you connected maybe with all of us and really with Marty first. Yes. Uh, and for, I will repeat this twice now and then at the end, but your Instagram handle for those of you that really enjoy the conversation, which I know that you will, her handle is evolutionary feminist. So you can find, find her. Actually, I will tell you, I looked at your Instagram handle and I love how freaking honest and authentic you are. I just, I have been so inspired by you. I'm like, God, I'm, I'm not that open on Instagram and I want to be, I just crave to I, like for this podcast. That's why I just crave to be really open. And every time I withhold myself, I'm like, why do I do that? And I look at you and I'm just like, Oh, can I be like Aurora? <laughs> That is, I, I appreciate that so much. You know, it's kind of funny because I actually was like, 
Um, you know, so being a part of like polyamory, I have, uh, a Tinder account and that my husband knows about. And so, you know, we talk about it and there is this, uh, today I just happened to match with someone who is like, Oh my gosh, your profile is so ballsy. Like, I can't believe how ballsy you are. And I was like, honestly, actually, this is the least ballsy thing I've ever done is literally just being transparent in my profile. This is actually like the least difficult thing I've done in this whole journey. But thank you. (laughs) Thank you for like thinking that was like a really hard thing for me because hilarious. (laughs) But that just goes to show you're inspiring even when you're not trying, you're just being and that's freaking beautiful. It's really beautiful. So I, I will describe a little bit of our connection. So we connected, we started talking, we had a conversation with Marty and Kyle and you and I, and then I realized, I'm like, I want to talk to her more. I want to talk to her more. So you and I got the chance to connect and, and really geek out about our femininity, our, our woman's side. And for that, I hope the conversation, conversation, we can take it in that way as well. Um, it's just been, I feel like this is a budding new friendship. So thank you. Thank you, Megan. I honestly, like, I mean, I was so touched by the voice message that I got from you. That was so, I mean, just like seeing you work through what you were working through, you know, and like coming on the sort of like, just, just having offered that, that post, you know, that like carried so much, like, that meant so much to me to be able to see you go through that experience. <laughs> That's the cat. <laughs> <laughs> but it really, I mean, it made it like, I honestly, I just like when I heard that message for the first time of just like hearing you work through that experience and like, I mean, just like that reciprocation of feminine friendship and like seeingness and like, Mm-hmm. Um, willingness to be present was so huge for me. Oh, thank you. Know, you. It, was, it was such a gift. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I feel like you're a safe place for that. I will give context. You shared a really beautiful Facebook post, which I can in the show notes somewhere for this podcast slash video, I'll put the link to it because it's beautiful and it should be read in its entirety. But in the summary, really talks about how women are with women and that we as women are sometimes energetically kill a woman that stands up and owns her power. And so what we do or what our learned response or behavior in that is to shrink ourselves is like, Oh, don't be better than, Oh, don't let my light shine. Oh, let me just, no, I'm not that great. You're so great. Let me, let me bring myself down so that I don't make you feel bad about yourself. And it's, it's abhorrent at this point where I realize I don't want to live like that anymore. I, I do not want to be the one that is, putting those feelings on another woman. And I do not want to feel like that myself. I do not want to feel like I have to cower. And I felt like, um, and this is the way it connects back to Amory (laughs) and what I'm doing in the world is that sometimes, I mean, uh, really just fuck look at my life. I have a beautiful, beautiful life. I have two amazing loving partners. I have two healthy, beautiful, smart children. I'm, I'm living, literally living my dream, traveling around the world. I have a beautiful life and my way of being has been previous to this, because I think I'm shifting now, has been to shrink myself or to think, well, I can't, I can't let people know how happy I am. I can't stand out above. And, um, and, and I think um, there's been few women that have reached out to me and connected to me on, uh, on the Amory platform. Um, very few women, Kyle and Marty get a lot more connections. And so that for the few women that connect, that are able to stand up and say, wow, you know, I just, I, you, you, I find you inspiring and I want to connect with you. That's how you, like your energy yes. right away was that. And I was just like, oh, oh, thank you. I, I just feel connected and seen and I don't have to shrink. Um, and it's a beautiful, beautiful feeling. And that comes from, I think, the security that you feel in yourself. And to connect and for you to give me that space. And I, you know, I, that's, so that was my message that I was leaving you on WhatsApp was really working through all of those feelings. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was a long explanation. Can I actually share something that's like maybe a little bit scary with you? Sure. Okay. So, so I, 
I, I just feel like this is like maybe appropriate. I reached out to you initially and you were very receptive, you know, like, oh, that's so great. That's so exciting. And then it wasn't like, I actually had never reached out to Kyle or to Marty, but then like, it must've been through some sort of work of the algorithms or something, you know, that like Marty was like, we love your stuff. You know, this is really awesome. Like we want to connect. And I was like, I'm just going to be super honest that like, I was like, oh, okay. So like a guy notices me, but like, how do we get these like feminine friendships where like, I seriously Mm -hmm. just like want to connect with Megan because like we speak French and Spanish and like all of your surgery topics and stuff, you know, that I was just like, oh my gosh, I like relate to this so much, like so much of what you were saying. I was like, how do I like let her know that that's what I'm doing? That's like why I want to connect with her, you know? I mean, and I know like, this is like a, a real super, super scary, vulnerable thing for me to say right now. Oh, and thank you. And I'm so glad you are because that just shows, I think it shows my wound with other women. It shows how I, and not just women, I think in general, I kind of have a wall and I don't want a wall, <laughs> but I get really afraid to connect. So I'll keep things really surface level until I, it's kind of like until I have a chance. And it was Marty, I know Marty organized that first call for us. Because he, he knew, he's like, you need, you can connect with her. Uh, oh, there's Kitty. Uh, so I, I noticed that in myself and I don't want to be like that. I don't want to feel guarded. Um, and I, that's what this process is for me. It's just a recognition of where did that guard come from? Why did I develop that? Why am I scared, especially scared with other women um, to let that guard down? So, and, and to be more vulnerable and to be open and to allow that connection, because I really crave more, more friendships with females. Um, and and I, I mean, females I, that are like dreaming big and like push me and where, where even I get triggered on like, oh shit, look totally. what she's up to. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. But I also think that like something, um, that like I experience as a woman is that like, it's really, uh, it's, it's easy to be like, um, connected to as a woman, you know, whereas like, I wonder if perhaps that like, uh, maybe I, I don't know what like the statistics would be, but like how many people reach out to you versus like other people, you know, versus like Marty or Kyle or that sort of thing. And like what that general, uh, reception and perception is, because I find that like, for me, it seems like there are a lot of people are easily will reach out to me, but then don't necessarily actually like uh, wish to engage with like that, which is me. Oh, describe like an, that. Like an easy, I'm an easy target, you know, is like, oh, you seem so open. And so like, you know, this or that, but then when it comes to like, actually like, and so I want to connect with you, then there's for me, at least like some sort of perception of like, I don't know if you like, if, you know, in reciprocating of like, oh yes, I want to share these things. These are my things. This is what I'm all about. This is what I'm up to. You know, that then there's kind of like, there can be a backing off. Whereas Mm -hmm. I wonder like if, if men are like approached, do they have the same sort of filtering system or like a ability to present themselves? And then for like women either to meet that or to be scared of that like I feel like generally women will meet men's like sort of forthrightness equally but when a woman presents herself like just very straightforward this is me this is who I am this is what I'm doing that then generally like the reception is kind of like oh I was like really hoping that that would be (laughs) kitty (laughs) but I was really hoping like that would be different you know like or I was wishing that she were this way or that way. Whereas like when men just like present themselves a certain way, we kind of are like, Oh yeah. Like, that's good. That's awesome. Look at how like, Oh yeah. The double standard of how we judge people in their, yeah. In their openness or with their, yeah, totally. So, Oh, it's funny because I, I have the double standard. So I listened and this is one of my inspirations actually of I don't know if it was an inspiration for starting Amory, but it was definitely in that genre is that I listened to a podcast by somebody else that's also was in an open relationship for a while. Aubrey Marcus. I don't know if you know that, uh, that podcast, but 
So he's really open and he's raw and vulnerable and he shares a lot and he's, he's just, he's super emotional. He doesn't, um, I, there's, there's some certain qualities there that I feel like I, I really resonated with or I wanted to be, but if I heard them in a woman, I don't think I would respect them as much really. And that's horrible of me because that's me propagating that double standard. Uh, Oh, it's okay. It could be great if a man is that open and vulnerable, which is why I think a lot of females reach out to Marty and Kyle and really specifically Kyle, he kind of gets more of the women share their stories with him. Um, But I don't, I think that's because he's filling a role of uh, an emotionally competent man Mm. in the lives of women that don't have that outlet. Mm -hmm. What I heard um, from somebody actually, who's uh, one of our patrons, uh, an Emory Patreon member, and I interviewed her and I said, uh, I want to know, what are you connecting with? And I'll ask you the same thing actually about the podcast. What are you connecting with? And she's, she said to me, Megan, I, I feel like when you talk, it's, it's like me talking. Yes. So I feel though, when specifically when Marty responds to you, that that's what I need to hear. So she feels like she's resonating and connecting more with Marty because I'm actually playing the role maybe of what she would be sharing. Uh, but I almost wonder if that's, if it's like triggering for, for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely felt that way listening to a, a number of your episodes, you know, especially like uh, the almost end of a marriage, like that whole episode for me was just like, like, Oh wow, this is like a lot of things that I have thought and felt and, you know, and especially in solo time too, that's like definitely my all-time favorite episode. Um, I will not forget episode 15. I swear it is my favorite episode because like in it, you just, you, you literally like you cover all of the bases of like the whole gamut of, you know, experiences that I find that like, I resonated so much with in, in a way that was like, it just like spoke to me of what, uh, like what it is that I'm doing here, you know, like what polyamory is to me, you know, because ultimately like, I didn't really know what I was doing when I got into it. I have a friend locally, like I live in a super small town, less than 5,000 people. So, you know, we're just a tiny, tiny little blip on nothing, and, uh, you know, polyamory is kind of like a, it's a scary thing to do here because it's so small knit. And so like a lot of it can just be hearsay and small talk, you know, et cetera, that whole thing. But a friend of mine, a close friend of mine is in an open marriage and like a part of a very like open family. They have two households and like everything is very fluid between them. And so it was really like, I like, I feel this is right. I have like always felt that like it never made sense to me that like literally me and and my partner would be living in a house and like next door, someone and their partner is living in a house. And then like, we're making dinner and they're making dinner and we're paying our bills and they're paying their bills. And like, we're all just like living parallel forever. Didn't make any sense Mm. to me. And like, I really felt like I feel like there is more to life than just like closing windows and shuttering all the, you know, all the openings to each other. Instead, it felt like, I think there's more for us here. Like, I think that there is actually like a community to be living in. And I know that like, we will always resonate and see our reflections in other people, you know, like resonate with and see the reflections in other people. So why are we then halting ourselves from that connection? Mm, you know, because it really was a lot, I mean, a lot of it, like in my first few years of like, I mean, experience of just like questioning this, this whole structure and system was very much like based in that of like, like, okay, one, why, why do I think that this is the only way? I mean, it used to be legally that like, you know, same genders could not marry. And that was mm-hmm. what was legal. And so like, do we accept that as like, oh, well, that is the truth and the way, and this is the only thing that we abide by. But actually like people pushed on that because it's real that you can experience that elsewhere. 
And so then it pushed my thinking further of like, what else am I just inheriting as my own sort of stabilizing, right? Yeah, of like, of what society is giving me. What is it that I am really just like, kind of accepting as truth without really thinking about like what's on my plate. Wow. Has that always been how you, how you thought or how you felt about things? Or was there an event? Was it this friend that you met where you saw their life? Um, what, or was it, has this been kind of a slow progression? That is a really good question. I am not sure that I could fully answer that. I definitely know only because like, I don't know if, if that's something that I have always felt. I've generally always been someone who like questions. Yeah. Like I love campfire talks where you just like look at the stars and you're like, we're just nothing in the world. Yeah. It's so small. <laughs> so like, I have always loved that. But oh, the- ditto. See, that's it. We're connecting as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. But then, you know, my friend Layla Bernard, like she absolutely inspired me to just be like, okay, well, you know what? This is literally the thing that really like got me like, oh my God. She was like, okay, so guess what? Uh, marriage is literally an institution for enslaving women. You know, a dowry, Mm -hmm. a dowry, the fact that women were just given off not only as a valuable piece themselves, but with some sort of material possession because they were not valuable enough on their own. They had to be given with other things to make them valuable. Mm -hmm. First off, then not to mention the fact that like women getting married to create bonds between countries or families or wealth distributions, whatever it was like, uh, my husband's cheating and I don't know any different. Or like, I'm going to pretend like it's not a big deal. And like men get to cheat left and right. And women are just there to like hold the house down and like kind of, and maybe some of them also had their own affairs, but like ultimately they just got to, you know, hold it down while dudes got to like run amok. And so there's a big double standard there from, yeah, from the get go. And you're right. Yeah. Marriage as an institution is, it's actually even quite, I would say quite new in the, in the history of kind of mankind or humanity in general. Uh, But really only the love part, the, what we consider love marriage is, is really new. Totally. In, in our terms, which is though probably another path why we, so we've, we've now overlapped love with yeah. a, with a traditional institution that, it, that it has its own rules. Totally. So no wonder we're seeing the high divorce rates and everything else that happens. We've just, we've collapsed certain things. Totally. And that's why for me, the revelation that we're in relationship structures and that's, that's like a new thing for me only over the last year as we've been exploring the, or less, maybe two years exploring polyamory as a relationship structure. It just, that concept wasn't even in my mind before because Absolutely. monogamy is the standard. Yeah. Um, not, you don't question when there's just one of something they're just, it's like blind, we're blind to it. Totally. Um, which, yeah. And now, now my, now my mind is so open to go, well, we, if we can design any structure of relating, what do we want to design? And that's hugely empowering. And I think really empowering specifically for women, which is why all of this dovetails, I think both of our, our missions and what we kind of, what we're interested in. And, and, and by the way, I want to describe, you're also a mom of two. So I feel like we connect on that, that level as well. (laughs) Being a, being a mom and, and balancing all of that. And, uh, God, that I'm going to go back to that Facebook post again, because it talks about women and how, there's something about being the self-sacrificing mother and that archetype oh, and yeah. that, that person or that archetype that we're supposed to be living up to, which is just, oh, I'll sacrifice myself in, in the name of love. Uh, it's and just like, what? serves no one. Exactly. Yeah. We think, I mean, I feel like that's one of the biggest things is that like, we think, you know, like, oh, I'll just like, I'll just absorb this pain. I'll just like absorb this little, whatever it is, you know, I'll just like take it on myself. But then it's in the taking on and the taking on that like we slowly, but surely like break down 
ourselves because we're no longer like holding trust with ourselves. Got it. Would you elaborate that on that point? And if you could bring it a little personal. So tell me yeah. about your, I mean, I know you said it was hard to define the moment when you started questioning some of these things, but perhaps there was a moment where you had a conversation with your partner or just something, you know, in, in that, I guess, coming back to your own trust of yourself. Well, okay. So I will honestly say that, uh, a few things. So starting off, uh, my partner and I, we have been, you know, kind of exploring this more like just intellectually over the past two years. And I would say like in the, I'm going to give a little caveat in there because that's real. That's real, real. I just created a survey on our, um, emerypodcast.com website and I asked the question, when did you start practicing polyamory? And then I had the second question, well, it just practicing philosophically or right. practicing in reality, because I think both uh, are due their, their credit, because I think practicing philosophically is a really big realm that, yeah. you know, that I was like, don't gloss over that part because that's the concepts to let the concepts sink in is a big deal. Totally. And, and so that started for us like two years ago. And then, um, probably over the past like six months or so, you know, we like, our, our home life is great. You know, uh, he works, I take care of the kids. Like we have a really great balance. We love working on projects together because like I get to do all the pre-planning and the excitement of like designing. And then he's like, let me get in there, you know? And so like, we have this like really beautiful and it's happened over numerous times in our relationship where like, we'll just have projects and we just like, we kill it. We we're great. We are so complimentary, you know? And I like, I love that about us. But in the same sense of being complimentary, we're also opposites, like Mm -hmm. big time opposites where like the way that I see things and like our philosophies of life generally are just like, you know, just do not meet like, and that's where like our strengths are is that like, I'm like, this is what I'm like obsessed about. And he's like, great. I'm obsessed about this thing. And we're like, sweet. But then when it comes to like meeting there, we're like, but I'm obsessed about this thing. Yeah. Well, this thing is really actually more important. And so like, Ooh. Yeah. And so it was like coming in, people like, are just nodding their heads to that. Like, yep. Yep. You know how that feels. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So like we got to a place, you know, where it was kind of like, we are awesome. Like we are great for each other. We love each other. We have an incredible life. Like we do all these common things together. We have a like beautiful physical relationship together. There's like nothing lacking there. It's simply that like, there are aspects to our dynamic that like both of us will just not be able to fulfill. I know Mm. that like inherently it, it would take me work. It would take me like serious soul work in like a way that would make me very uncomfortable to be the person that would check all of his boxes. And I know that for him as well, is that like for me to ask him to like step into these shoes would make it that he would be working his ass off to do that for me. Mm -hmm. And so it became this point of like, okay, we can both try. We can both like make efforts to meet each other halfway, but like we're also going to release each other of this like obligation to be everything. Mm -hmm. And so that made it really clear to just like, there are going to be other people that can inspire us in these other ways. Wow. Was that early in your relationship? Was that recent? I would say that was, yeah, I would say that was more recent. Um, to be honest, like, you know, conversations the whole time were always like, there's no way we can be everything for each other. But the way that it kind of like became more detailed and like wrapped around um, the very specific things that we each wanted, that came more recently and then manifested itself too of like, oh, a person of this type would be perfect for you. Or like this kind of person is like exactly what I need because I need that communication like, like fire and wind, you know, that is something that I long for all the time. I want communication. And, you know, Kelly is, my husband is just like a lot more 
methodical about things and just like slower to, to, to create that burn. And I'm just like, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we're just different people and that's, and it's so beautiful that you can recognize that because I think that is the beginning of philosophically stepping down this path of being more open, whether or not you're polyamorous or identify with any of the ethical non-monogamy uh, non structures out there, relationships is, and so many people ask, they ask us um, via Instagram quite a bit. So how do you start that conversation? Um, and I don't know if you remember that. I don't, it, if it was a conversation, if it was little by little, I feel like for Marty and I, it was, there were so many conversations. It's really hard to pinpoint and he led it, but by your laugh, maybe you remember. <laughs> I am just like, oh my gosh. Uh, like it probably, honestly, I'm just going to say this. I'm just going to say this. It was probably not the most, uh, graceful entry into this world. Um, Hey, it's Megan to ask you a quick question. Does this resonate with you? Maybe you feel how I felt so many times listening to a podcast where I feel like people are talking directly to me, like they're lighting up something that's in me already. So if that is how you're feeling, I invite you to consider something. Become an Amory patron. What does that mean? That means we've got more content for you. We've got more of our journey that we can share with you. There's so much more that we can't put into the podcast format. We've got two years of journal entries, hundreds of pages that we want to share with you. We've got video journals. We've got more ways to express our learning along the path of polyamory than can fit in podcast. So please consider stopping the podcast right now and taking a look at the link. Just go to the link in our show notes and take a look at what we've got on, on Patreon. And if it resonates with you, just join, become a patron for a few things. It can bring more light into the path that you might be on right now so we can support you more that way. And you you would also be supporting us so we can get this conversation more out into the world. We can normalize love in all of its forms. We can create this to be the world that we want to live in. And that takes all of us. And it takes all of us putting a commitment out there. Our commitment is to keep recording these podcasts for you. And we hope that you find value in them and then you can add your commitment back to us saying, hey, we value you. We're going to join you as a patron and we're going to support this journey more. I have to tell you, every time somebody signs up as a patron, it makes my heart light up. I'm like, oh my God, they're out there. Our people are out there. The people that are changing this world as we know it are out there. And that's you. So if this message is resonating with you, please don't do what I do, which is, oh, I'll do it later. Please take a moment and stop and join us at patreon.com backslash Amory podcast. The link is in all of our show notes and become a patron. Become a, join us on this journey even closer so that you can support yourself on this beautiful unfolding that is your life. Okay, that's my message for now. Back to the episode. For sure, like I had a crush on someone and mm -hmm. like I had a crush on someone else and I was just like, yeah. So like, I kind of think that we could make this work, you know, because the, the tricky thing was that like this person was a really good friend of my husband's and like happened to be like staying with us for a few weeks. And it was like this whole thing. And I was joking about brother husbands and everybody was joking about it. And I was like, but like, actually I, I mean this. <laughs> I was literally like, but I really actually want. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> Oh, yeah. So that was, I mean, that like, I just like, no joke. That was literally the beginning of it for me. I was like, okay. So like for once in my life, I can actually see this being the most incredible thing. Like wow. two people that like, I love and support and who also are like loving me for different reasons, you know, like, or at least valuing me for yeah. different reasons, you know, it was just like, this could be amazing you know, and sure enough, like it would, you know, everything, all the, the boundaries and whatnot were respected, you know, like at that time, like no physical boundaries are crossed without anyone's permission or anything, you know, like, in fact, we didn't even talk about anything, you know, it was more of just like my joking, hee hee, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. actually telling the truth, y'all, but, uh, <laughs> we'll just pretend. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, that was like, 
kind of uh, actually how it really started was I was like, oh, I could see how this could like really be amazing. And, and so it was like, wow, that. wow. I'll give you kudos. Kudos for even acknowledging that within yourself, because I know the previous me would be like, deny, 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 deny. It's not happening. I don't have those feelings. Deny, deny. So I would have a hard time even processing that. So I remember having questions like way, way back in the day. I mean, Marty and I've been married 15 years now and I've had crushes probably the whole time, but I didn't, I hardly even acknowledged it to myself. Yes. I'm going to shut that one's not open, but it was finally when we could acknowledge this is far before we started talking about polyamory or even opening up anything. But I remember Marty, there was some room that was given to talk about people that we had had crushes on. So when we started that conversation, it was like, Ooh, Oh my God, am I, am I going to say this? Am I going to say I actually had a crush on somebody that I worked with or, you know, am I going to go down this route? But that's kind of the beginning. Uh, and even talking about it now, it's no wonder it's hard to, for me to describe what was the process because there were so many little things that started to open. It was like, oh, a little crack here. Oh, a little piece, little piece, little piece. Totally. But I'm sorry, I interjected where... I, no, I, I, like I, gonna... I think that like, that was kind of like the, that was like just the stepping stone of like, oh, I could totally see this being a thing, but you know, I mean, there were a number of factors, right? And I would say that like, maybe from like your perspective of like, oh, I didn't even like let myself get that far. And like me having let myself get that far, then the like more evolved person, I think between the two of us would have been someone who uh, like would have been able, like me, for example, if I had been able to say like, okay, like, I love you partner of mine for the past umpteen years, whatever it is, you know, like I am so committed to our relationship. I love the life that we have. And I really just am curious if you'd be open to discussing this part of our relationship or like, would you be open to maybe just like talking about what could happen if we were to try something like this? Or would you be open to talking about bringing this person closer to us, to our relationship than, you know, like, I feel like you just wrote polyamory 101, how to open the conversation with your partner guide. (laughs) I mean, cause like, that's my, that's my retrospect is very much like, I definitely see I could have done it differently if I had just been like more honest with myself Mm -hmm. of like, I have feelings for this other person. You also love this other person. Mm -hmm. So like, let me just tell you that like, this is my purest vision. And this is something I love about Marty is that like, you know, right. It's like stating your, uh, your intentions mm-hmm. and your wants without expectation mm-hmm. or persuasion yeah. is very much that of like, if I could just say, this is, I, this is my ideal world, like brother husbands, not only that, but like, you know, I get to like love on both of you. We all get to like cover each other's bases and you know, whatever else that comes after that, like, let's talk about it. Let's explore that. Let's not be afraid of what conversations come after that. You know, that like, if I could have been that brave, I think that things could have gone very differently for me at that time, Mm. you know? And so that's like, but it serves like everything really serves us. Right. Because we, we get what we're ready for. (laughs) Yeah. And maybe there was other, there were, there were other things that were you know, and it served you in a sense of you understood or it started, it started to open you up a bit in a way that maybe you hadn't felt before. So definitely amazing. So now have you had the opportunity to go through and test out, you know, it sounds like dates with other people. Um, I don't know if anything has gotten serious for either you or for your partner. I mean, there's, I, I feel like when you open this this beautiful can of worms that is uh, the ethical non-monogamy, that it brings out a whole bunch of learning lessons. Um, so what what have been some of yours? Well, so we are like generally very new to it, even though we've been talking about it for like two years um, in terms of practice, like actual practice really started right before everyone was stuck at home. So... Oh. Uh, that has been really interesting. A damper on it. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, it makes it very interesting. Um, but ultimately, I mean, like one thing that, you know, I totally would share, um, 
is just this, uh, you know, like dynamic of like my partner finding someone that was like totally amazing that I was like so happy and like excited for him to be exploring a relationship with. And then like, she wasn't really ready. She didn't really, she wasn't actually poly and she wasn't, Mm. she was curious and like open to the conversation, but not actually like, um, really willing to like go there in terms of conversation and honesty and transparency. And so that kind of ended up making a little bit of a tricky spot for us where we really figured like, and honestly, this is something that I'm still learning to navigate is like that, that real delicate space between like just getting to know someone and like not overwhelming them with Mm -hmm. what it is to be with this kind of whole situation versus just like single people dating. And it's like, it's just yeah. me and my baggage. Instead, it's like, hey, I'm working on lightening this load, but also I got a couple people on the sides. They're really great. I'd love for you to meet them. But like, you know, I mean, that's like, that's kind of like the, uh, it really is huge. So I, kudos again, <laughs> like there's so much, uh, and to be right at the beginning stages, I feel like a lot of the listeners can identify with that because I, I feel like that's what attracts people to to listen to a podcast like this about polyamory is there's so much. I mean, I looked for books. I wish I had found a podcast like this that talked real about it and not just kind of clinical, but real life scenarios. And oh so it's, okay. So the specific example that you brought up it makes me feel very compassionate or have a lot of compersion for the other side of the table, because I am like you where I'm partnered or I was part, you know, am, was whatever in the beginning of this very partnered with one person. And then not knowing the dynamics of having the single partner come in and connect with, with Marty. So our our unnamed partner in all of this and our polycule who lives in South America, Marty's partner, she also was not polyamorous. Um, it's just, it was very, very new to her. And (laughs) So we went to, uh, on our travels, Marty had met her in England and then brought all of us to the place in South America where she lives. And we like, they reconnected, but then she met all of us, (laughs) meaning she met me, she met my kids and she met Kyle. And that, that interaction, um, she just it like slid into so gracefully, Aww. so gracefully. And apparently told Marty later that actually that he asked her if it was weird. He's like, was that really weird? And she goes, actually, the weird thing was that wasn't really weird because all of you were so open and so transparent and so loving. She's like, that felt like home. Aww. And, uh, and I, I have to hand it to her because that's huge. That already says a lot about her level of, emotional intelligence and her level to, to accept kind of the whole package and her, I think her confidence in herself. And, uh, and now, now I'm realizing that that's where I've assumed that she's always at. And I forget that she, that she isn't all, you know, she doesn't always have that and she might vacillate back and forth and she's not with us right now. Uh, so yeah, it's interesting to reflect on where I saw her be at and to have gratitude for that part. And then to also realize that that she, she's getting a whole lot more than just him in this relationship. Oh, yeah. And that's a lot. It's a lot to take a lot, a lot. And I've seen them kind of work through that little by little, but I was so anxious to get to know her. I so desired, and I still do desire a really beautiful um, relationship with her. But what I had to do was just back off for just a minute to let them get themselves in a really solid space. Uh, before I come like rushing all in with my, with my stuff, like, oh, yay. Like, can we be, I did not do that. Can we be best girlfriends? You know, but that's really hard. I think we show that in common because I just want to like, yes, people and be like, oh, yay. Like come into the fold. And I forget that it's a lot to handle and to have more, you know, calm respect for the, the steps of the relationship that, that can get established. Um, before I put my needs into their relationship. 
So yeah. I don't think I've ever even expressed this as clearly as clearly as I have just now articulating it, or I don't think I've really given it the special props that it deserves, but it's like layering relationships. Totally. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious. So I'm curious because I definitely feel like I maybe have come on, like I of the, the two people that were supposed to be involved in a relationship together, me, third person, like totally got more involved in it just because of like my nature of like, for me, polyamory is about like transparency and trust and talking Mm -hmm. about things. And so like Mm -hmm. one of my boundaries is that like, I want to know everything that's happening. I don't want things to be like, Oh, you just let me know when something moves to the next level. I'm like, no, this is exciting for me. I want to know the excitement. Yeah. What ended up kind of becoming a block for me was that like, um, you know, like, she and I were communicating and she and my partner were communicating and like the things that she was telling him were different than what she was telling me. Mm. And because of that inconsistency, I really wanted to like meet with her in person and just be like, Hey, let's just like talk this out so that I can really get a feel of what's going on here. Because I know it's so easy to say the right thing over messenger or whatever, Mm. you know, that like you don't have to hold the right face for that necessarily, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so I was like, let's just connect, you know? And, and that really scared her. And so I, I totally feel responsible for having like potentially scared her off, but I also recognize that like her feelings are her own and that like, that's her responsibility. And if she is deciding that this is not something that she wants, then she is fully capable of removing herself from the situation. And I'm not going to like hold that against her at all. Mm -hmm. But I, I also wonder, did I, of all the people involved in that situation, did I come on too strong? You know, like, actually, I don't, I I don't know. I don't know. We won't know. It's a weird, it's a weird place to be in. I can tell. I didn't know this from the beginning. Um, I'm just learning this right now with enough experiences to see Marty has had three partners and they all kind of scaled up in, it was kind of like the beginning relationship and that only lasted two months, but that was good starter for me. Cause I was like, Ooh, okay, how do I do this? And I only met her once I met her with her other partner and it was like a really good starter relationship for me, <laughs> not to mention Marty, but it was a good starter relationship for me so that I could start to ease myself into it. And his second relationship was more serious and we did meet and we did talk. But then I found out later that she wasn't as comfortable with it. Like she was, from what I understand, really jealous of me or jealous of that. And so there wasn't this comfort level with me. And I think that was, again, because maybe the the concept of, she was more aligned still with the concept of monogamy. And I understand it takes yeah. a lot of experience to get into the, the realm of polyamory. And, and now this more like serious relationship um, that Marty has that, and I think long-term partners, now I can see that she, how she's more secure in herself. And I, I can value that. I also have seen reflections of myself in her, which is where if I've judged her, uh, like I'm that woman that's like, ah, energetically kill other women. I mean, not in, not in a really bad way, but I saw in her and her desire to continue wearing a mask, you know, a mask for society or a mask in her relationships. And sometimes even what feels like a mask with me, like, oh, she's got to pretend to always be happy and not be vulnerable. And it's like, I crave that vulnerability. I crave the realness and I see her sharing the realness with Marty. And I'm like, oh, but I want the real you too. Can so I close? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I want the real you. But then I realized, oh, I have to share the real me. Yes, totally. <laughs> I have to share the real me with her. And I can't wear that mask. And I can't pretend everything's all good. And I need to share things with her. So that's where I keep having to see, okay, what is it that I'm seeing in other, other women specifically? And how does that relate back to where I judge myself? And, uh, and that is, that's the work. It's like, I can't shift anybody else. I can just keep staying where, where I judge. Uh, I'm going to add one more story to this. And I realized that Kyle recently started talking with another partner, uh, and who he hasn't met, who lives in a different country. And again, obviously we're all in lockdown or quarantine and who knows when they're going to meet, but I've now, I had a really quick interaction face to face with her and she just seemed beautiful and present and super confident in herself. So now I feel like I'm starting to get enough data, we'll call it, 
to see the women that are secure, you know, to see and, and to value that, to really value that, to go, wow, okay, awesome. There's no, I, I don't have to feel prickly around it because um, it just feels calm and loving from, from the beginning. And uh, so that's what I'm starting to recognize and, and see. And then obviously I have to know where I'm like, so eager. I'm like, oh, can I talk to her? I, I'm like, okay, chill, Megan, chill chill, like let them establish that relationship. And then, and then hopefully I'll have my turn. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) I don't know if any of this resonates. I will go back to your, to your um, spot though, where you're just talking about, um, or really getting into this world of polyamory in practice where you've been talking about it a lot and now you're in practice, but it's the quarantine times. What I feel like is most appropriate is that this is beautiful time to actually get to know people without having that physical um, layer maybe there. Yeah, pressure. And new relation- yeah, and new relationship energy is real no matter what. New cool. relationship, I see that flowing through Kyle in his communications with this woman is it's, that's real energy and we can support yeah. each other so much there. So what I want to open up both for you and for listeners is that this is a really great time for new relationship energy to allow other people to support us. And it doesn't, it doesn't have to be in a sexual way. It can be though, in a discovering of a new human way. Um, yeah. I mean, I would definitely say that like new relationship energy is absolutely not confined to humans. Like new relationships generally are like interpersonal, but not exclusively. So so like mm-hmm. I, cause I, I, and I, it, it took me a minute, you know, to really figure that out because I like right on the precipice of, of my partner, like really getting like jiving with this other woman and then like me getting rejected by someone that I just like totally loved and felt a connection with, like mm-hmm. kind of put me in this like really sensitive place that, you know, like first of all, now I can just like say, like, I did not handle it ideally in terms of like, um, allowing my, you know, my partner to just like really go through whatever that experience was without having a hold on things. But like, because I think I felt so, um, sad dealing with like the breakup that I was dealing with made it difficult to also accept the new relationship energy that he was experiencing. And so that was like, especially because it's our newest first experience, like neither of us really knew how to like hold space for each other in a way that didn't like penetrate the other's space, you know? Mm -hmm. And so there was kind of like a bleed in of just like my like, and his like, ha, everything's great, you know? And it was just like, fuck you (laughs) kind of, you know, neither of us said that, but it was definitely kind of like that kind of moment between the two of us, you know, just like, you don't understand how, how bad it hurts. And he's just like, you don't understand how good life could be. And I'm just like, ah, (laughs) so I mean, that was like an interesting experience to have, you know, but I think that like, ultimately, you know, us going through those things, like, it just makes it so much more important for like, then to be on the other side of Mm. it, too. Yeah, that's why experiencing both sides, you don't fully understand polyamory or what what this world is like until you've experienced both sides. But then it's allowing patience, because you can't experience both sides at the same time. Well, also, I feel like you and I recently were able to connect on this, that like, we kind of, you know, we will treat our partners a certain way as like what we would like to, to experience when we're in that place. Mm -hmm. But then like our partners don't necessarily treat us that way when we're in that space. And then Mm -hmm. the beautiful thing that you, you had recognized was like, oh, I don't treat myself that way when I'm in that space, exactly. which I thought was like, to me, like that was like a big mind blow that I was like, Oh, I'm going to have to like, think about this one for a few weeks. <laughs> like really like metabolize that because I have so many expectations of how I want to be treated. Mm-hmm. And not really thinking about like, Oh, I'm not even doing that for myself. I'm not. That's the crazy part is that we're our primary relationship with ourselves. And I, I don't know why I have to keep being reminded of that. (laughs) It just keeps coming back again and again. Damn it. Oh yeah. (laughs) How am I I treating myself right now? 
you know, am I respecting myself? For me, the big one recently is, am I allowing for my own breakdown? Like that's the one I have to keep learning. Oh yeah, I can hold a safe space for my own breakdown right now. And, and that's okay. But same thing. So on the other side, on the flip side, can I hold a big space for me showing up big in the world? And, and holding my own power. Can I, hold a, can I hold a safe space for myself for that? Shit, that's the one I'm working through right now is really how it, 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 I felt really never safe to be the biggest version of myself. So I've always kept myself small. And then I've used that now as an excuse to be like, well, I can't, you know, it's just, I can't be that big person and I'll get whatever it is put down. But that's, that's like a safe place for me. So Totally. I guess right now my challenge for myself is how big a game can we play? And, uh, and I feel like I'm going to toss the ball over to you because I feel like you desire also to play a big game as well and oh, to, yeah. and to bring your messages out into the world. And, uh, yeah, I, I was going to put something out there for what I hope, what I hope will come out of this for you. Um, oh, yeah, I definitely am like, I definitely have plans and like balls rolling and it's it's only a matter of time and I you know I do have my deadline thank you to Marty my date setter forcing lighting a little fire underneath me I work very well with fire and so I definitely have a a deadline of starting my own podcast really soon. Which is- Yay, I wanted you to say it. Okay, so <laughs> then by the time we publish this, <laughs> I can then link to your podcast. Yeah. Because I do want to give that credit. You So you've had a radio station show yes. um, that I've listened to. It's beautiful. It's incredible. Uh, and I'm excited for you to get your messages out into the world more. And I know that you've got, you've got a lot out there. So stay, stay tuned for more from, I don't know what you'll name your, your podcast, but your Instagram handle right now is evolutionary feminist. And, and we're speaking with Aurora Boyd right now. So more, more to come. I just want to say thank you so much for this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Any final words or closing thoughts? before? Uh, I just loved this so much. And I just have like epic amounts of, you know, newbie experience to share. So I would just like love to share that, you know, in fact, actually last word that I do want to say is that the way that I found you on was through Instagram that I just like, and I find this to be incredibly synchronous that I was just like, I am like really interested in exploring polyamory. And so I like, I think I clicked on like one hashtag of polyamory and then it was like another hashtag that eventually led me to you. And I was like, who are these people? They keep showing up for me. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I like love their messaging. And then it was, oh, and they have a podcast. I'm going to give it a listen. And then I was, I mean, and at that point it was just all over. And I was like, they are they are my dream people. I just like, I cannot say how grateful I am for the messages that you have given me because like truthfully, the things that you have shared, you personally, Megan, but then like also all three of you has, has, it has been balm Mm. for my soul and my relationships and just like my relationship with myself and my relationship dynamics that, you know, like that has really like overall changed my life, you know, in a really incredible, powerful way that, you know, it's, it's like, it's a dream to even be here with you right now. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I will, I will echo that. I, I feel like I'm so glad that you randomly found us. And I feel like if you randomly found us, how many more people can randomly find us that we feel connected to? And I would say how we are connecting right now, you and I, is how I feel like I slash we could connect to so many more people, so many more people that it just, it, I kind of, yeah, extrapolating, extrapolating this to the big picture. I feel like there's a lot of really amazing people out there on amazing journeys and I want to connect us. So totally. I have loved it. Thank you. Thank Thank you for your time. I'm so excited to announce that after we recorded this podcast, Aurora did start her own podcast. Um, So you can listen to it. It is on many of the platforms that you'll find at Amory. Um, Her podcast is called Evolutionary Feminist. She's got some great interviews up there, a great solo podcast, and I highly encourage you to check it out. Thanks again for listening. 
Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Amory. We've got so much more that we want to share with you. And our podcast isn't the only platform. We've got written stuff, we've got videos, and we put everything. We've got 50 plus posts now and more and more every day of all of our private journal entries. We're talking our intimate content here. Um, And that's for those of you who wish to go on a deeper journey with us. Um, We think that there's so much more value that we can share with a smaller group of people who are really ready to do the work in your own lives. If that's you, please take a look at our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash Amory podcast. There's so much more that we'd love to share with you. Um, And if you're not able to contribute on a monthly basis, you can always share us. Share with your friends, do a post. We appreciate anything that you can do to help us get the word out to have more vulnerable conversations in this world. Thanks again.